Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Adam, season's greetings, as they say. Yes, we are happy in holidays. The, in the thick of it. Yeah, hard to hard to believe. Cold outside. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm, I I know people can't see, but I'm wearing my Mr. Rogers sweater today. How cold <laughs> it is! I did I did specifically pick out one of my heavier sweaters. Yeah, knowing it, knowing it was going to be a little cold today. So I hope I hope when people listen to this, it's not you know 65 degrees and rainy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heavier sweaters for uh, maybe a little bit of a heavier topic. Um, we often get questions on random ways to save, or is this the best way to go about it? Um, yeah. And like many things in our world, the answer is it depends. Um, mm-hmm. But we thought today, let's let's just talk about the process to being able to answer a question. Um, we've kind of packaged it in a way of like, is there a pecking order that we can go through that says, if this and this and this and this, then do that right so hopefully that's teeing it up enough for you to maybe kickstart this for us Ooh. uh but let's talk about the pecking order of savings for people yeah so you'll tell me if this is not the direction you wanted to go but i'll start like right off the bat it is the the fund I, I think like the number one piece of any fundamental planning process for us is cash reserve right? Get, get yeah. that, get that into place. Um, that is like the fundamental building block that as long as, as long as we feel comfortable from a cash reserve standpoint or an emergency fund or whatever you want to call it, then you can go down that, uh, you know, remaining checklist and let's, let's look at other arenas, but it is make sure you have enough cash. And I think you said it right. That varies depending on, on the situation. Sure, we yeah. would, yeah, I mean, we often say between three and six months worth of expenses in a cash position, um, accessible for opportunities or emergencies that yep. you are not having to go to any sort of investment account or any sort of retirement account. Yeah, um, that yeah. that comes with other dominoes. Um, you know, we often hear, "Do I really need to be holding this amount of cash at the bank, knowing I'm it's not really earning anything?" And it's it's not the fun thing to say, but the answer is yes. That's its purpose is to be that uh, the safety net, not necessarily grow exponentially. Yeah, yeah, and that, I think that's fair to say, no matter what the phase of life is. So yeah, I think there there probably could be. Hey, if we're going to talk about the pecking order of savings, maybe the older generation that we serve that's maybe gotten to retirement or is really mm-hmm. close to it is thinking, well, I can tune this out. No, this applies to you too. It's three bucket theory. We've talked about that in, in different podcasts. There is yeah. a reason to hold cash. There's a difference to us, <clears throat> cash reserve versus investing, but make sure that cash reserve is full before we invest. I think the second part of the process then, if I could go there, once that cash mm-hmm. reserve is, is, has been discussed or as that has been full, it really comes down to accessibility and taxes. Yeah. Right. And I think that's where some of the questions come from. Should I save here versus here versus here? So we talk about three different tax buckets. Maybe we should go through that too. Okay. Yeah. We call it the, the tax control triangle. Yeah. From right? way back in our infancy <laughs> of oh, man. Uh, you know, us working together. 
back when drawing upside down in front of a client was like <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> I hope I hope some people listening uh, remember that. You know, that's the way it was before all these computers. Yeah. And before you had the whiteboard and, you know, TV screens and yeah, I don't know that I could do that anymore, but yes, there's, there's those three different, uh, tax treatments, um, different savings accounts, right? So there's the, the taxable. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, let's not get too granular, but yeah, taxable, yeah. Tax yep. taxable. Yep. Tax-free. <laughs> I'm beating you to it. <laughs> so, so let me summarize what Ben just said. Taxable, tax-deferred, and tax-free. There, we're both covered. <laughs> yeah, and I think really the, the, the thought after the cash reserve that people usually come, come with, if you were in that phase of life where you're saving for retirement, the question is mm -hmm. going to be, do you have some sort of employer plan? Yeah. And maybe more importantly than just setting money aside, if the company that you work for is giving you sort of some sort of incentive to save there, regardless of the tax control triangle, that sounds to me like free money, right? Yep. If I put in 4% and they'll match it, do it, right? Do it. Yes. Yeah. Take, take advantage of that, of that match. Uh, yeah. That, that's usually a, a no brainer. Obviously there's like anything we're going to talk about, there may be extenuating circumstances. Someone's situation may be completely different, but more often than not, yeah, if, if it is free money and you literally are going to contribute anyway, at least contribute up to the match before then figuring out where else may be more efficient or more advantageous for your specific situation. And let's get a little more granular there. Sometimes the follow-up question to that is, great, I'm going to save into my employer <laughs> plan. I have two options, and this is going mm -hmm. back to the tax control triangle then. Do I yeah. move it to tax deferred or do I put it into the by title Roth 401k, where there's actually money going in that's not being deducted from your taxes now, but can grow tax-free. Right. right. Yeah. And that, that one really is situational, right? Depending on the tax bracket that somebody's in, the tax bracket they expect to be in retirement, who knows where tax laws change. Unfortunately, that's that area where there, there, there is no black and white answer. And at some point, that answer may shift over time as you know, life changes, income changes, tax laws change. Um, but really, a, a, in, a, in a snapshot in time, um, yeah, there's still many, many levels of gray. Yeah, maybe that comes down to, 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 to live in that gray area for a minute. There are very high limits relative to Ooh, right. um, those employer plans that don't exist when you do it outside of an employer plan and what we would call just an ind individual retirement account. There's different rules for saving into a Roth IRA versus a Roth 401k. Right. Um, your ability to even use individual retirement accounts when you have an employer plan eligible come into question. So again, thinking yeah. pecking order, we're going to look at that employer plan first. We're going to look at deductibility versus not. Um, and that sometimes is going to lend us into what should we really be saying? But if I could give something that feels like concrete advice, <laughs> We do love the Roth portion of yes. savings, whether that's in the 401k or the IRA, because look, tax-free compounding growth is as wonderful as it sounds. Yeah, and historically, we are at historically low taxation rates, even though it may not always feel that way, but historically speaking, our, our, our rates on income taxes are still historically low. 
And just like anything else from an, an investing standpoint, right? We wouldn't recommend anybody to put all of their eggs in one basket. So we Great often point. think diversification from investment. We also think diversification from taxation uh, when it comes to your savings. So having a little bit that may be tax deferred and some that may be tax free, we often use the term flexibility. Uh, people are probably sick of hearing that, but it is it is true. By having savings in those three buckets, the, the tax triangle, right? You have some that's taxable, you have some that's tax deferred, and you have some that, ta that is tax free. Whenever retirement comes in the future, it gives that flexibility yeah. to pick and choose where you're pulling from. So yeah, it may be a little from column A and a little from column B. It, it may not be, hey, do all the Roth or hey, do all the pre-tax. It, it may be a, a you know, variation of the two. Yeah. So part of our process needs to be really, uh, we're not, we're not pretending to be accountants here, right? We're not pretending to do tax returns right, for clients. Right. We do want to be thoughtful about what your modified adjusted gross income might look sure. like to see if savings a certain way is going to provide significantly more savings if you're kind of close to thresholds. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But again, to kind of give something that feels a little more concrete, we do like that Roth uh, portion of things. You saving yep. into a Roth IRA is your ability to save into a Roth IRA is going to yeah. be dictated by your earnings. So knowing right. taxes is really an important part of this process. But yes, I'll, maybe, yeah, definitely. I'll maybe set you up. We've been talking about these employer plans and saving for retirement. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to overshadow how much we also like people outside of retirement saving in that taxable bucket. Taxable yeah. may sound like a negative right. thing, um, but let's go through then. What are the advantages to kind of having a savings account on steroids, right? Which is really <laughs> the way we want to think about it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's accessible like a bank account, but it is yep. investable. Yeah, I think this, this part of it, right? Investing outside of a retirement account to your, to use your words, having essentially like a, a savings account on steroids, I think is often the most overlooked part um, of someone's savings life. Yeah, if, as, yes, especially if they have any thoughts of retiring before age 59 and a half where you can get oh, access bingo. to those retirement accounts without penalty. Um, it's, it's very often overlooked and, and it is. Uh, you, you use the word taxable, that's what it's considered, but essentially um, you just, you pay taxes as you go rather than like a 401k or an IRA where you're, you're getting the tax deduction up front until you actually take money out. That's when taxes are due. This taxable bucket um, at any given year, whatever dividends, whatever interest it earns, you're gonna you're gonna pay yeah. pay some tax on that from from an income tax standpoint. Um, and the other difference being, you pay tax on what it earns, essentially what it's grown to. You put ten thousand dollars into a stock, it grows to fifteen thousand. You sell it. That difference, that five thousand, is what you end up paying tax on. It's not like you're double taxed on yeah. you know the ten thousand that you put back in. But what you're gaining there, and I think this is why we would say as financial planners, this is the value. You're, you're trading some of that more immediate taxation for flexibility, flexibility yes. over time, accessibility. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. When we think about people that want to consider phasing out of work, we'll use that word instead of retirement, phasing sure. out. Not only yeah. is this accessible at a younger age, 
Um, but we can really help people look destitute early in retirement from a, a taxability standpoint, sure. which is going to help with early health care. Um, it may yeah. help with tax credits with health care. It may help, you know, overall taxability on Social Security income. There's just so many dominoes to that that would put this type of savings in a taxable bucket um, high on our list. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the the other side of the kind of uh, younger retirement savings may be more situational. Um, I'm thinking also not just those three tax buckets, but a mm -hmm. situation where people can actually have deferred compensation from Ooh, their sure. employment. Um, yeah. Again, that may be more situational, but let's hit on that one too. Yeah. Uh, for, for anybody that has it, I'm sure they're aware, but it is, it's another way to essentially kick that tax can down the road where, where you can dictate. And I think that's the, the way it works is essentially before the calendar year starts, it usually, it usually happens during open enrollment with benefits. You essentially have to make that determination. What do I want to save into this deferred compensation plan um, in advance? And essentially what you're doing is it, it, it acts much like a retirement account yeah. But un but unlike your 401k and unlike the IRA, when when you retire, and there's there's so many different variables that that factor into this, but essentially you're able to save this money uh, without paying the taxes on it today, knowing that at some point in the future, when you retire, it's going to come out and you're going to pay taxes then. Yeah, I think with with um, certainly the way that the economy has been with the way that employment has kind of changed, I almost liken this to somebody creating a severance for themselves, right? Uh, Where yeah. you may you may have been given this kind of parachute outside of work that says, hey, if you retire now, instead of later, we'll give mm -hmm. you X amount of pay for X amount of months. And it creates yeah. this beautiful little segue into retirement. That's right. kind of the way this deferred comp feels to me that there's going to yeah. be some sort of contract that says, you know, either over a period of time or in lump sum, you know, right. once you retire, now you didn't pay the taxes while you were earning, you're going to pay it at that time. And maybe spreading that out ultimately saves you a couple bucks in retirement. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's just a, it's a different, it's a different way to, to fill whatever gap that may be at retirement. Yeah. So again, thinking process, it's not going to be available for everyone that may be dependent right. on who you work for, what's available to you, but it's yeah. certainly one of those considerations. Yeah. And, uh, so I'll throw out another one that may not apply to everybody, but a health savings account. We, we, I know we've talked about this in, in other, other podcasts, but uh, the HSA, the health savings account is, is almost a unicorn when it comes to <laughs> ta ta taxation by the IRS in that you can contribute, as long as you're eligible, you can contribute money to an HSA for, get the tax deduction, right? So you're putting in money, essentially tax-free. It grows tax-deferred, much like other retirement accounts. And then as long as you use it for qualified medical expenses at some point in the future, or even you can do it in real time, while, even while you're earning, it also comes out tax-free. So it is triple tax-free, which there are not many things like that. Out yeah. there. And like every like everything else, there are limitations Rules on what, limits. Yep, what you yep. can contribute yep. is is capped, but it is if you're able to check a lot of these other boxes on on where you're saving, um, it is often uh, one of one of the best 
uh, options when it comes to saving with tax advantages on, on all fronts. Yeah, and again, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not universal that everyone can, depending on what they have available to them through some sort of employment. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we were to then kind of funnel all the way down to certainly more specific situations, and we get these questions too, look, if you're self-employed, there's yeah. many different types of retirement plans that would be available to you. Um, I don't think this podcast is uh, <laughs> the place to go through those details, um, but certainly there's a process there to also determine based on number of employees, maximum amount yeah. of money set aside, how you're yep. compensated. Uh, there's definitely a process to go through to determine where should that fall in the pecking order for somebody that has, um, you know, a business. Yeah. Yep. Any, anything else on the pecking order? Are there other topics, other areas? Uh, sometimes people have stock options available to them. Hmm. Um, I think we'd, yeah. we'd put that somewhere in here too. Um, maybe not front of the line uh, right. on the things that we've talked about, but we certainly get those questions. Stock offered maybe at a discount. Should I do it? Yeah. Should not? Yeah. The ESOP plan and employee stock ownership plan where, yeah, they, theoretically you have access to buy stock at a discount and then you can turn around and, and essentially sell that for a very quick profit. It is taxable, but it is a way to, it's an added benefit in, within many large companies. Yeah, I'd put that in that camp. Um, it's more of a, an employee, employer provided benefit and not necessarily right. going to be, um, it's, a, it's a form of compensation, I guess, yeah, as opposed right. to am I actively trying to save money over here for my future plan? Yeah. I guess yep. the, only, the only other thing I would add, um, if we've kind of checked all of these boxes and you've filled mm-hmm. you know, to the best of your ability all these different things, you know, we'll yeah. certainly get questions then there are different ways to save and invest, whether that's, we did a podcast on property, um, right. investing in businesses, there certainly are, are private business deals that are out there, private investments. Yeah. Um, again, I think that's a higher level sure. uh, of conversation, deeper conversation that we'd have with certain people. But yeah, to a certain extent, at some point, um, if you're not spending the money, there's other ways to invest. Yes, that is true. So maybe wrapping it all up, uh, the pecking order of savings, like most things in financial planning, it is dependent on the situation. Um, And the the difference between, you know, saving into the Roth IRA or saving into a a taxable uh, investment account, the the answer is not always straightforward. If you have questions, you wanna go through your situation, let's do it. That's why we're here. Let's go through that planning process and find out what's the best uh, method of saving or find that pecking order for you specifically. And let's, yeah. let's, let's just do that efficiently. So that was, that's the word I was going to use. We want to do it efficiently. Um, we want to help people understand too, that no matter what we do in planning, we're going to have to make certain assumptions, especially around yeah. tax codes and things, compensation yep. later in life. So understand that it is to do the most efficient thing that we can offer ourselves some flexibility, right? You said it well, we do want to diversify where we're saving for accessibility and taxes in the future. Um, But yeah, there's definitely a process here. So let's go through it with you. Absolutely. All right. Stay warm out there, my friends. (laughs) And everybody at home. Thank you. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.
Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.